say, kids, what time is it? It's time for another episode of Brio TV, the podcast. I'm your host, Bill Brio. This episode is brought to you by CTV, Hollywood Suite, Paramount Plus, and Super Channel. Canada's Got Talent is back, and so are all four judges, Howie Mandel, Lily Singh, Trish Stratus, and Cardinal Official. With the second season upon us, airing Tuesday nights on City TV, two of the judges will be guesting on this podcast. And uh, I want to introduce the first one right now, who will be Howie Mandel. I recently went down to a taping of uh, season two of Canada's Got Talent at the Falls View Casino. They have a, a large main stage and um, big, big packed crowd down in Niagara Falls. A row or two over, there was this little girl, maybe eight or nine, very excited to be there. She looks out and she sees Howie in his sparkling tux coming towards the judge's desk. And she's so excited and she, she just screams out. She spots him and goes, we love you, Simon. <laughs> thinking you know mistaking him for simon cowell from america's got talent uh how he never missed a beat he looked up yelled back i love you too heidi teasing uh the youngster with uh the name of his america's got talent colleague heidi klum now for most of us though there's no mistaking howie mandel he's been a comedy all-star for more than 40 years making a name for himself first at yuck yucks in toronto and uh, later at the Comedy Store in LA. In LA. And I, I've been watching him since he was pulling down rubber gloves over his head and inflating them through his nose. Uh, after the stand-up work, he landed an amazing role on one of the great dramas of the 80s, St. Elsewhere. I mean, this was a, a hospital drama that launched many, many important careers. Denzel Washington, David Moore, Ed Bagley Jr., and veteran actors Norman Lloyd, uh, Mark Harmon, Ed Flanders, William Daniels, many, many outstanding actors. And there was Howie right in the thick of it. After St. Elsewhere, you know, there were one or two lean years, but Mandel, he kept right on reinventing himself. He created the animated comedy Bobby's World, did the voice, too, of that character. He briefly hosted a daytime talk show. He hosted both the American and Canadian versions of Deal or No Deal. And he is part owner of the uh, the great comedy franchise of North America, Montreal's Just for Laughs. Uh, so, you know, Howie has always been right where the action is. In fact, he was ahead of everybody when it came to always washing your hands. This is a shorter than usual interview, but here he is, Toronto's finest, Howie Mandel. I'm having a bit of camera trouble today, Howie. I'm sorry. The camera keeps okay. jittering after a while. So uh, this is me with a beard. That's, that, then now I'm going to turn my camera off again. I like yours. Thank you. It's, yeah. it's like a quarter of yours. No, you're looking good, man. Thank you. You too, buddy. Uh, I'm going to just, uh, the, the camera's a problem, so I'm turning it off. Listen, I hope your year is off to a great start, Howie. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm here. Up, I'm at home, and I'm in the midst of shooting Canada's Got Talent. Yeah. it's. It, I'm thrilled. You guys, it was a wonderful show last year. Congratulations on season two. But really, uh, I thought it was as good as any 
talent show I've seen on TV. You must have well, felt if you thought last year was as good as any talent show you've seen on TV. Then you are going to be bowled over by this year because I don't think there's even a comparison. Wow. And, you know, I talk about this even when I'm doing America's Got Talent. I find that each year, like if you go back to season four on a show that's been on for seven years, there's nothing like what you're seeing now. And by the same token, if you go to the Olympics and you go and you watch the Olympics from, you know, uh, nine Olympics ago, the world records are pale in compared to what the world records and the strength and the amount they're lifting and the distance they're throwing and as fast as they're swimming. Nothing compares. And I feel like each year kind of, uh, you know, fuels people's creativity. And last year set a, set a bar that we are so far above the bar that wow. was set last year already. And I was just telling somebody a couple of minutes ago, at this point, I'm in the uh, semifinals as we speak. There's probably five acts that I can clearly think of that had they been there last year, I promise you any one of them would have won. Wow. So it's just, uh, I just think that, you know, and and I would imagine next year will even be better than this year. So are, are you seeing acts that are having seen the first season, they're gearing or they're coming to the show? Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking of the gymnastic teams or the dance teams. Is there a trend towards the kind of acts Canadians are bringing to you this year? It's not necessarily the kind of acts as much as it's the it's like for without giving anything away it's kind of like you you imagine that they saw last year and they go oh that's that's really good but i could do that and set myself on fire <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like it's like you can see the inspiration of wow. previous acts but and then taking it to the next level and in as in as far as like even my personally my golden buzzer was something that I and having been a judge on talent shows for many years, it's yeah. this is weird for me to say, but it's true. I didn't know what I was hearing, what I was seeing, what it was. It was a jaw-dropping moment that I think will be a viral moment, you know, a wow. worldwide viral moment. And when you don't expect it, when you are surprised by it, when you get a moment like that, it's wow. And it for me, my wow was a golden buzzer, but there have been a few of those this year which are just thrilling and exciting and and makes me not only thrilled and excited but proud that it's happening right here in the country i was born in does does this happen early in the audition rounds um your golden I, I buzzle have no idea in what order any of these auditions will air right so i can't tell you that you know when we go through the audition rounds we spend uh weeks looking at the you know hundreds of acts and then how they put them and what order they end up in those shows is still to be determined yeah so i can't tell you when they air i can tell you that they start in march yeah that's fantastic is there a region of canada that's really stepped up this year um, what's amazing to me is that every region is kind of represented, you know, you would think that there would be uh, bigger pockets from where there are bigger pockets of, of people, yeah. uh, but not, you know, uh, we have, uh, really made ourselves proud from coast to coast and North to South. So there isn't, and it's amazing to see, uh, you know, somebody from the tundra, <laughs> wow. Term, show up and dazzle. 
And that has happened. That's amazing. I was thinking Brampton, but okay, the tundra. That's even more remote. You're calling the Brampton the tundra? (laughs) That's where I'm calling you. That's where I am right now. Um, We'll be right back with Howie Mandel. Well, let's do this month on CTV. First up is True Lies, a new series based on the 1994 film starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. This TV version casts Steve Howey and Ginger Gonzaga as husband and wife spies. I'm going to hold out hope that Tom Arnold shows up and makes a cameo. There's also a new Canadian comedy called Shelved. Lindy Greenwood plays Wendy, the head of a perpetually underfunded Toronto Public Library. She's surrounded by several bookish regulars. Stealing scenes as usual is Robin Duke as library squatter, unhoused Wendy Brown. Finally, look for Sullivan's Crossing. This is about a Boston neurosurgeon played by Morgan Cohen, who leaves her job in America to move back to her family's campground in Nova Scotia. Scott Patterson from Gilmore Girls plays her estranged father, Sully. There's also a handsome and mysterious newcomer played by Chad Michael Murray. Get into Sullivan's Crossing and all the new shows this month on CTV, CTV ctv.com, and the CTV app. Time once again to talk to our friend Emily over at Hollywood Suite. Emily, what do you got for us this month? Well, it's my favorite month of the year. It's Women's History Month. So we've got women in film on our channels. You know, some of your favorite filmmakers like Penny Marshall, Nora Ephron, the Wachowskis, Sofia Coppola. They're all on our channels this month. And we have a female filmmaker from Canada, Chandler Levac. Uh, she made I Like Movies, which is uh, playing in Canadian theaters in March. She is programming our channels on March 30th. So you can tune in and see her selections. And as an extra bonus on March 31st, we are screening the first two episodes of Slasher Ripper at the Review Cinema at 645. Tickets are free. Come see the first two episodes before they premiere exclusively on Hollywood Suite in April. Fantastic. Sounds like a ripping time. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Bill. Here he is again, Canada's Got Talent leader, Howie Mandel. Howie, you, you're, you know, you've played all kinds of rooms. I, I remember seeing you at Yuck Yucks and, and the Comedy Store live, and then I've seen you at, uh, you know, Casino Rama before five thousand. That's this is a big room for the kids that are auditioning, isn't it? If you're doing a single act like stand up, is it more of a challenge to fill that room than some of the other acts? I think, you know, stand-up is, and we have some amazing comedy this year. I will tell you that. But I think just by virtue of what stand-up is and anybody who isn't, you know, in stand-up doesn't real realize that that's probably the hardest um, talent to uh, be appreciated because ultimately, regardless of what you do, whether it's in music, whether it's in dance, whether it's in acrobatics, you know, when you're doing something, traditionally you can do something, we can watch you do it, and then 
when you're finished doing it and we're clear that that's the end of your act, we're all going to applaud just because that's what you do. When you are a comedian and you don't have music and you don't have props and you don't have backup dancers and you don't have anything but your soul and you come out here and just, you know, bury your soul, your sensibility, your sense of humor, it's not about when the the act ends it's about every 30 seconds you need the audience to do more than any other act needs you need the audience to go ha 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 right and if even if i'm enjoying it and i think that what you're doing is funny but everybody else in the room is not responding then i think oh my gosh this is not working this is failing so i think a comedian needs so much more and my heart goes out more to comedians than any other type of act well, you know, you great could, ones. I would love to see a comedian win this year. Uh, you could come out with three. You could have three hot minutes, right? But anyone on this show, they've got to have three killer sets. It's a, it's the second and third. That's the hard one, right? And it's always that choice. You know, it's always that choice. Even if you have a hot moment, right? You come out and you got them and then you veer off in another direction. You say something else and the room doesn't get it. It doesn't mean it's not funny. You know, I have the opportunity as now as a, you know, as somebody who does that full time, I will tell you right now that on some nights I will veer off in a direction, even at this point in my career, that doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not competing and I'm not being judged and I have more than three minutes. So it's really tough. Yeah, well, I, I've seen you take people out of the club across the street. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you, it's anything goes. It was fantastic. Now, I hope somebody does that here because it's 4,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that all the way over to, uh, yeah, the falls, maybe. Um, yes. Listen, you, Howie, your career is so remarkable. Uh, I, I think you should host a show called Canada Has Talent That Knows How to Endure. You know, I mean, it, it, what what can you teach the winner of this show or the, the finalists about having lasting careers? Well, I always say this to people, you know, this is a, a wonderful opportunity for people and an opportunity that I didn't have. And uh, in, in some way, I, I, I always bear that on my shoulders in the sense that I had to leave this country to go do what I wanted to if I wanted to do it full time. I think Canada's Got Talent is going to be giving people opportunities right here to shine on the entire globe. But by the same token on this show, if um, you don't make it to the next uh, level, if you feel that you've been could treat, uh, 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 if you feel like you have been um, uh, critiqued negatively, Mm. uh, that shuts a lot of people down. Mm. And what I will say is you got to listen to Nike and you got to just do it. And as much as there are moments that don't work for you, you got to get back up on your feet and keep doing it. If there are moments that hurt or go the wrong way, you got to get back up on your feet and keep doing it. If you believe in yourself, if you believe you don't let anything, anybody, any judge, any audience, any contest stop you. And if you keep going, you keep going, you know, yeah. well, I, people always ask me all the time when, you know, how do you make it? What is your word of advice in making it? And, you know, I believe I made it on April 19th, 1977, which is the day that I got dared to get up at Yuck Yucks. And as soon as I found this as a path, it, you know, I, I think the, the, the 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 extra is the fact that people know my name is the fact that people pay me money is the fact that i have notoriety and uh, notori- uh, some notoriety and yeah. i'm invited to the party but when i found this path and i wanted to do it 
I, I, I tell you, I would be very happy to be a custodian and two times a week, you know, have an opportunity to get up on stage and do what I do. So you see these people and on Canada's Got Talent whose hope and dream is just to do this. So doing it makes you a winner. Uh, well, you know, you've always been generous coming back and uh, sharing your act here all over the years. It's been fantastic. We'll be right back with Howie Mandel. Well, this month marks the two-year anniversary of the launch of Paramount Plus. In that short time, the service has rocketed from an underdog to the fastest growing streamer in the U.S., adding a record 10 million subscribers in the fourth quarter alone. They've done it with a unique total household offering. Recent hits have been Top Gun Maverick, 1923, and Tulsa King. Later this month, get set for the new original series, Rabbit Hole, starring Kiefer Sutherland as a master of corporate espionage. He's on the lam after being framed for killing a government official. Damn it, Chloe, get me Paramount Plus. Also in March, watch the Challenge World Championship. The new competition series brings teams together from the US, Australia, Argentina, the UK, and beyond. At stake, a hefty half million dollars. All that and more this month on Paramount Plus. A lot of people have been wondering about actress Andrea Riseborough after she picked up a surprise nomination for Best Actress at this year's Academy Awards. Super Channel has that performance on demand all this month with the critically acclaimed independent feature To Leslie. Riseborough plays an alcoholic single mother from West Texas who wins the lottery and subsequently squanders it all while in the grips of the addiction. Peter Travers of ABC News raves, here's to Leslie and to Riseborough for bringing her to life in a demonstration of high-wire acting perfection without an ounce of Hollywood hooey in it. There's no hooey when it comes to Super Channel either. Subscribe now via most cable providers across the country or stream it live and on demand with Amazon Prime Video Channels and Apple TV+. Here he is again, Canada's Got Talent leader, Howie Mandel. One last question about the show. Um, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and go, how the hell did that magician do that thing I saw him do on here, you know? You know, the, the truth of the matter is I love magic and magic on these shows has always been kind of important and moved on. I, the, the answer is no, because I there are two types of audiences for magic. There's the person that watches magic and wants to figure it out. And then there's somebody like me that watches magic. And I go, this is magic. You know, I just <laughs> love I love to watch something. It's like watching animation or cartoons. Yeah. And, and you know, I just want you dazzle me and you put something in front of me and then boom, it's gone. That's just wow. And, you know, I know that years of work has gone into this and dexterity and professionalism and practice. And I am just wowed that I don't know and I don't want to figure it out. I know there are those people because I've been doing this for years that will go on to YouTube and slow it down and try to figure it out. And yeah. ultimately, you're not going to be a magician. Why ruin it? 
It's a show. That's like seeing an unedited movie. A movie. Why do you want to figure it out? So no, I never say how. Good for you. Uh, listen, a couple of quick questions about television. When you were growing up in Toronto, was there a, what was your favorite TV show as a youngster? Something you you had to race home from school to see, or Saturday morning, or whatever. Well, I, I liked uh, I loved the, the talk shows. I always loved. I, I would in the afternoon there was Merv Griffin and Mike Douglas, and at right. night it was the Tonight Show. I, I liked. I was fascinated. I didn't know that I would ever end up in it. I didn't even set up my that's not what i wanted to do but i found it fascinating to hear these amazing stories about this land far away uh, in in show business and watching people do what they did so it was it was kind of like just talk shows you were on both merv and mike douglas yes which came first uh my first one was mike douglas my first one was mike douglas and then it was merv griffin and when i did the merv griffin show i got a call from uh gene simmons from kiss when kiss tight who saw me and said i was really funny and would i mind being the opening act for his girlfriend and i said okay and he said okay you're hired and i said who's your girlfriend and his girlfriend he was living with at the time was diana ross and i became diana ross's opening act oh my god wow listen your your story about your first car is pretty epic i won't make you tell that one again but the whole thing with uh uh you know going to the comedy store and performing and getting on there is a pretty amazing story really yeah it's a, you know and that was at that time the litmus test for anybody outside of show business to think you were legitimately a comedian because you used for to say sure. you know somebody would come up to you who hadn't seen you before and go what do you do and you go you're a comedian and they go well have you been on johnny Right, and even if you've been on Mike or Merv, that that was the average person's uh, kind of litmus test of whether you were truly a comedian. So until we got on every comedian of my generation and era, that was the the earmark for having made it. Even in Toronto, when you're starting, if you hadn't done Yuck Yucks, you hadn't. No, that was the only question people. That had. That was the only place to yeah. go. I, yeah. you know, <laughs> when I started out, there was no other club. That was it. Uh, final question: What is your favorite all-time TV theme song? Um. Well, to date, it's got to be the theme song for Saint Elsewhere. Na 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 na. I know you asked me to sing it, but was that that was a Mike Post theme song? I think right, and both of that and Hill Street. It was lovely that they countered this hectic shows with the gentle, beautiful music. Right, it was kind of cool. They did. It just like there was incredibly dark drama. With a little bit of comedy, yeah, that was a great, great show, and that was the uh, that started a, a whole era. And I can't believe that seems like another lifetime ago that I was Fiscus and starting out with these young kids like Denzel and other yeah. people, Ray Liotta. That was his first TV appearance, and Tim Robbins and Kathy Bates were all on that show. Yeah, no, it's uh, so many great stars, great, great show. Listen, how I know you got a million things to do, plus a show tonight, break a leg, and thank you so much for your time right now. You know why they say break a leg? Uh, tell me. No, I don't think I do. It's from theater. The understudy would say that to the star because if they broke the leg, they would go on. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then what do I, I say? Just continue I, having I, a great I, time. Have a okay. Have a good show. Thanks a lot, Howie. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. On the next episode of Brio TV, the podcast, stay tuned for Howie's Benchmate on Canada's Got Talent, Cardinal Officiel. Thank you.
he's picked as his favorite all-time TV theme song is from the series that put him on the map in America, St. Elsewhere. You can trace the roots of today's top dramas back to both this series and Hill Street Blues, two clever, funny, sad adult dramas that aired on NBC in the 1980s. Mandel was one of several stars to emerge, and in the later years, there was even another Canadian in the mix, Bruce Greenwood. The instrumental, which mimicked the driving rhythms of a hospital, was not by Mike Post, as I incorrectly suggested to Howie during our conversation, but by famed jazz musician and composer Dave Grusin. The prolific Grusin also composed themes or contributed music for Maud, Good Times, Beretta, and many other TV shows and feature films. Thanks, as always, to producer Phil Hong for all the care and flourish she brings to each one of these episodes. I'd also like to thank all of the amazing publicists who arrange for guests to share their stories here at Brio.tv. Thanks also to our sponsors, whose contributions make these podcasts possible. Finally, thanks to you, listener, for finding time to share in these conversations with the people who make the television we love. Please favor us with a like or a comment, or if you're feeling especially ambitious, a review. I'm Bill Brio. Thanks for listening. <laughs>